We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Whining, whining with, with Nurses. nurses. I'm, I'm Sarah. I'm Kat. I beat you this time. <laughs> this is our nursing whining podcast where we drink some wine and whine about our work week. And uh, today we have for the wine aspect, Moon X or 10, I guess. I don't know. It said it was like oh, a- Oh yeah, good question. <laughs> it said it was a uh, Trader Joe's exclusive. Oh, I don't, I didn't save the receipt and I didn't pay attention to how much it cost. I think it was like, it was like 10 bucks. $10. That's yeah. why it's moon 10. Oh. <laughs> Let's go with that. It was reasonable. Um, it's a Pinot Noir and I'm trying to remember what I read on the label. That's okay. Sarah you you can't because I'm pouring it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dark, fruity, raspberry. This is what I uh, am imagining here. All right. It looks pretty dark for a Pinot. I mean, you know, Pinots can vary a lot as I've learned, but this one looks to me more like a Cabernet, almost like it's got a, a you know, more concentrated inky. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really dark. You really can't even see through it uh, at all, really. Did you taste it? I did. My first... Um, First impression is I like it. This is one of those Pinots of the style that I like that tastes more like a cab or something mm. else, you know? Um, although, and, and this will surprise Takeshi because I know he thinks I hate to Pinots. Um, and I don't, as I've said many times. But I tried a Pinot this weekend that was really earthy. And normally those aren't my favorites, but I really liked it. It smelled like a barnyard. It tasted, you know, earthy like a... Mm, I don't know, mushroom maybe, or yeah, hmm. just very light. It, it didn't cling to your palate very much, um, and I liked it. I have a hard time with the, it smells like a barnyard. Like I drank- When you a, smell it, you'll know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, can, I drank something recently, I drank wine recently, that had kind of a strange smell, and I struggled getting over the smell while I was drinking it because it was- I didn't particularly enjoy the smell of it, but I liked the taste. And I think I eventually just drank enough where I didn't really like, no, notice anymore. <laughs> but um, Drink till it smells good. Yeah, this is really good. I know what you mean though. There was, uh, I did some wine tasting back in Virginia a few years back and we went to this winery that had a white that tasted really nice. It was just kind of citrusy and light, but the glass, I mean, it wasn't the glass. It was the wine and the glass smelled like wet dog. Oh. I just kept smelling it and- does anybody else smell wet dog? And once I said it, everybody recognized it. And right. so, yeah, it just totally turned me off. It is weird. I kind of want it to, like the full experience. I want it to smell nice and taste nice. So if one is off, it's just kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Though I'd rather have like smell off than the taste because that's ultimately, you know. Really? Because that's interesting because don't they say that whatever, a really high percent of, of what you taste is your smell? Yeah, but probably... Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I believe you though, 100%. I mean, I feel the same way. I would much rather have it taste good than smell great and not right. taste good. Yeah. Oh man, imagine people who don't have a good sense of smell and then they drink anything or eat anything. Oh, I just feel really And then they want some fucking French toast. <laughs> <laughs> what is that film? I don't get Oh, uh, it was from a movie. I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't know, something with the girls' night out or something. Okay. That's not the movie, but yeah. something to that effect. Oh, well. um, so we have a guest today, but before we get into that, I, I wanted to, to start a new thing. You know, we... I should have told you about this earlier, but I didn't. But, you know, this is called whining with nurses. And one of the things I want to do is whine more. And mm-hmm. so, and get my, you know, vent, get my uh, frustrations about our job out. Hey. Although I love it. I'm thankful to have this job of nursing. Um, but my, I, ha- I have a whine of the, uh, I thought we would do a wine of the month club. Okay. Okay. Let's but it's it. going to be every time we do this. I was like, so. we only get once a month. It's <laughs> going to be a really be long weekly. whine. <laughs> um, Okay, so my wine of the month today is external catheters, male and female. They're not Mm. good. They don't work. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me tell you why. Because the male ones are like a condom that's sticky and you have to roll it on the man's penis. And sometimes there's not very much penis to roll it onto. And so it's hard to get on very, you know, to secure very well. Mm -hmm. And also they fall off all the time. As soon as they get a little bit of moisture in there, which happens every time they pee... It stops to it stops sticking. Are they single use? No, it's supposed to be Condom left catheters? on there. You know, as long as it will last, oh, or okay. you know, as long as you need it. Um, but yeah, it's real annoying because they come off all the time and they leak. Right. And now the female external catheters—that's the pure wick. Remember, we showed a video. <laughs> yeah, with Jen. Yeah, yeah. Um, not Jen from the podcast. Our friend Jenny in San Diego. It worked perfectly for her because she's alert and oriented and knows when she has to pee. She just wasn't allowed to move. Um, But I've had several patients recently using the Pure Wick and we tend to use them with older ladies who can't get out of bed for some reason and they are incontinent and they, you know, couldn't, they could get on the bedpan, but they, they don't know when they're going to pee or not. So they just keep peeing in the bed or the diaper and that's not good for your skin. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we'll use the Pure Wick and then they just shift around and it becomes dislodged and they don't know. And then they pee and they think it's going to go in the Pure Wick and it doesn't. It just goes all over the bed. Uh, We need to work on that people. What can we do? Oh, we need to, um, we're talking to use biotech companies. What if we (laughs) engineered like a little not a suction, but like a little thing that goes like only around your urethra. That was like stuck to your little urethra. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining this like little- That sounds hilarious. Like a little sucker fish just stuck on your urethra. Like a little spider. Yeah, Yeah, like a little spider, says Takeshi. Like, like, oh, that sounds painful. Like little needles that stick on, it won't move anywhere. Oh, that's awful. What about for men, spider? Well, I mean, that would work better, but still we don't want to- I don't know. What about for the men whose penis has retracted back into their body because they're 80 years old and you can't grab onto anything? You sometimes can't even find the hole. Really? I mean, I you can. I haven't seen one like retracted. No. I've seen it where it's like less than an inch uh, and you're like, You oh. haven't seen enough old man penis. Oh, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that you try to get it on and just you put touch it and it like scoots back. 
or you try to put anything and it just keeps going away from you and you're like, come back. (laughs) (laughs) If it was like the balls you got it onto, that would be so easy because they just get bigger and (laughs) you can can just stick something easily on there. We need the catheter that just goes over all of the the junk, yeah, the cock and balls, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. like a big uh, plastic bag type thing, and then you just pee you just all tape over it your, up yeah. under there. It's a catch all. You're going backwards. I know. Like this is basically a diaper without the absorbent material. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, anyway, that's my complaint. That's all I got. Well. <laughs> Those are those are valid. It gets over you and the person. We really should come on, engineers. Any engineers listening to this? I know it's amazing <laughs> that they can come up with things such as, you know, a, a, a stent mm-hmm. to put in a tiny blood vessel or you know a mitra clip that you know you put inside the heart. But we we can't get the peeing down. Right. We can't control that. The most basic body function, mm-hmm. and we don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Oh. That's a puzzle. That's a good wine. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about my wine. Yeah, you don't have to. I just yeah. Okay, okay. so we can bring up our wines as we have frustrations. Sure, you can. Yeah. yeah. And and speaking of the wine, I really do like this. I like it too. And you said one. it was only around ten dollars. That's impressive. I think so. It's really drinkable. <laughs> it's you know not the most complex wine I've ever had, but I wouldn't expect that for a ten dollar wine. It's just really um, yeah. I think it's kind of fruity and. I haven't really decided what I smell. A little bit of spices and blackberry, maybe. I agree. It's not very complex, but it's very fruity. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, so should we introduce our wonderful guest yeah. today? We have Shelby here. Hi, Shelby. Hi. I met Shelby. Um, we worked at a uh, like a home care place and it was like for for pediatric and adult home care and um, I was a pediatric nurse supervisor there and Shelby you were a, like a caregiver or a CNA what did you do there um so I started there as a caregiver um, a home care aide and with my CNA certification and then I moved on to what we called HCC's home care coordinator. Um, And so I just kind of went out with all of the new caregivers and introduced them to the clients and kind of got them familiar and then, you know, helped them out with any transfers or anything like that that they needed. Yeah. um, So it sounds like you were kind of the the face of the company when, you know, if you're going out and introducing people and kind of orienting the new... uh, or, yeah. yeah, so there was there was about four of us that did my job, so it was kind of like we were the main, they expected to see us, which was kind of nice. Yeah, um, I kept everything organized and going. And now, yeah, it, it, and that's, you could do that because you have a background because you were a CNA, right? You weren't a, a medical assistant or anything, a CNA? Yeah, I was a CNA. I got my CNA certification and my home health aid certification. Um, okay. Concurrently, okay. so yeah. Well, thanks for coming. I'm excited to hear Shelby's now in um, school to become an LVN. So we're gonna ask you lots of questions about kind of your journey, and um, I'm really curious about the differences between you know an RN license and LVN and what we can do and stuff. So, um, yay! Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. 
I'm so glad we're finally going to break this down about the differences. We, we say it so many times. I'm not really sure what the difference between what an RN and LVN can do because it seems to overlap a lot. So I'm glad we're finally going to hear about it. Um, so why don't you tell us what, what, are you, what are you doing right now, Shelby? I'm just going to school. Um, it's Our program is Monday through Thursday. Um, the hours vary, but it's pretty much from anywhere from 6.30 in the morning to 5.30 at night. So we're kind of, it's an all-day thing for four days a week. Um, wow. So I just decided to <laughs> just do school for now. Yeah, that's a lot. It doesn't sound like you would have time for much yeah. else. <laughs> and she has a little baby. No, I don't really have... Yeah, I have a son who just turned one, so, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, it would be hard to work and go to school full-time. So. so, are you, is this your first semester in the program, or how, how long do you have to go? Yeah, so this is my first semester in the program. We have about six weeks left in this semester, and then I'll get the summer off, and then we'll have a solid year, two semesters, um, and then I'll be done. So, if you're in, like, you said four days a week. Are you in classes four days a week or is that including like a, you guys, you know, do clinicals and stuff, I imagine. So on Mondays we have class from eight to about one fifteen. Um, right now we're doing med surge and pharmacology and then we get a little break in between and we go from two to four to our current clinical site, which is a skilled nursing facility and get, you know, get our, patient for the week and we get to look over their charts and we do a clinical worksheet so we kind of get started on that and then Tuesday and Wednesday we are at the clinical site all day from we get there we get on the floor at 645 and we leave the floor at 330 but then we have <clears throat> post-conference and everything like that we end up leaving about five and then we Thursdays we just have class from eight to one to fifteen, so more theory stuff on Thursdays. So that sounds pretty intensive. That you know they're just throwing into clinicals right away. Did you have to take any prerequisites before you got into this program? Uh, yeah, one of the prerequisites was um, to have your CNA certification. So oh. kind of you know they wanted you to have a basis of knowledge already. Um, and then you had to have like English and, you know, um, anatomy and physiology and all that kind of stuff before. Man, you said pre-clinical or post, was it post-clinical like meetings? Post-conference. Yeah. Post-conference. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's bringing me back. <laughs> like PTSD of nursing school, kind of sitting there talking about everything you did and what you thought and how it went and the, you know, I don't know. It was just so stressful. I remember. Are you, yeah. are you feeling like super intimidated or stressed out or how's it going? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not stressed out by the program at all. The, the information kind of just sinks in pretty easily, especially, you know, with the background working it at home. I kind of, I kind of followed the nurses around and got to know their routines and stuff. So, um, you know, I have a little bit more of a basis of knowledge, whereas some of the other students, you know, got their CNA certification and immediately applied for the LVN program and didn't really work um, as a CNA. 
So they're they're having a little bit harder of a time. Um, but on my first day in our clinical site, I got to flush a G tube. So I was like, I'm just going to jump in, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. very usual. But you're like on it. Uh, and um, explain what a G tube is for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is. So um, it's a gastrostomy tube. So it goes um, through your abdomen into your stomach. Um, and then we do, you know, depending on the patient, we do supplemental feedings or they get all of their nutrition through um, on a continuous feeding through that G tube. Right. So the people that can't eat by mouth, like let's say someone's in a coma or they, um, a lot of children have G-tubes that have like seizures and stuff though, I guess, um, sorry, not only seizure disorders, but like a lot of other things, Sarah, what do you think? Can like, what are other conditions? I don't know anything about pediatrics. No, not not pediatrics, but like (laughs) in general, like people who have need G-tubes, you have like celiac, some people really bad like celiac have to have um, G-tubes? Yeah, I mean, I guess what I see most often because I take care of more of a geriatric population is just people who have, you know, poor oral intake mm-hmm. um, or they're not able to swallow because they're they're aspirating or, you know, inhaling the food that they are trying to eat into their lungs. So it's not safe for them to do that anymore. Right. That's what I see most commonly. And I know there's lots of different reasons for it, but right. those are the ones coming to mind. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more common in pediatrics, but there are a lot of, I mean, adults that are, I know like catatonic people also, obviously they can't do anything. So we're doing everything for them, including giving them feeding through a tube. You know, it's like a liquid sort of thick liquid um, with all the nutrition you need instead of mouth, instead of by mouth. Um, But that's cool, Shelby, that you got to do that. Like on your very first day, you actually did something with with the patient. So I have a question for you. Yeah, we got a cup. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you can finish your thought and then I have a question for you. Okay. We, um, we got a couple weeks in the beginning before we jumped into the clinical site to kind of, we have all of the um, mannequins and the sim dummies, the simulation dummies um, and all that stuff in our skills lab. So we went through all of the skills that we could possibly do at the clinical site and kind of did them on the dummies first just to get a feel for it. Um, so that made me a little bit more confident going in, not just being like, I read a book and I can flush this feed tube. Um, but so that was, you know, gave me a little bit of a head start. You know, when I was in nursing school, we had some people in our program who had previous experience as CNAs. And I think in some ways it made things easier for them because they did have, you know, a higher level of comfort working with patients. But in some ways it made things more challenging because what you learn in school and what you do in practice is not always the same. You know, in school we learn do everything by the book and, and, you know, without fail. And then you get into the real world and get to you know, just figure out what you really can do. So I wonder what your uh, thoughts are about that. Yeah, so I, having the previous experience um, with, you know, working for a home care agency, I also help teach the caregivers um, the proper way, you know, proper body mechanics and all those types of things. So I kind of solidified the in the book way in my head for CNA. Um, The only part that I'm having a little bit of a hard time with is like, realizing I'm in charge, I can, I can ask the CNAs, I can delegate, you know, personal hygiene and things like that to the CNAs, whereas I'm so used to doing it, you know? So 
it's different in that aspect, but I do feel like I'm more comfortable, you know, touching real life people and performing things and doing things because I have that experience. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That might, must be just a, a kind of strange shift going from, you know, delegating tasks that you're used to doing yourself, but also how cool that now like you're becoming an LVN and you get to like do all this other stuff that you used to see the nurses do or help with. Um, that's really exciting. Have you done any more like hands-on, um, like I know you did the G-tube feed, but anything else that you've done that you've like liked and has been fun? Um, last, last week we had spring break, but the week before I followed around the treatment nurse who does all of the wound care, um, and changes, you know, my favorite, um, all of the different, um, does all the wound care pretty much. So, um, I followed her around and I didn't think that I would like it and I ended up really liking it. Um, so she, you know, that was something that I was like, uh, I don't know if this is for me, but then following her around for the day that I did, I was definitely a lot more into it than I thought I was going to be. So, you can, know, getting to help clean wounds and seeing to the bone wounds and things like that were interesting. Uh, I have a big grin on my face. I love that <laughs> stuff. What was your favorite thing you saw that day? <laughs> um, let's see. And then we have we have a, a patient who had um, fresh unstageable pressure ulcers on her heels. Um, so, I mean, unstageable pretty much means that we can't we can't see the extent of where it goes. So, we want to, you know, if we can't stage it, <clears throat> it's so deep in there we can't even can't even see where the bottom is pretty much. Um, so she actually had um, part of her heels, like, sloughed off. They shaved part of her heels off, all the necrotic tissue. Um, and it was cool to be able to see the granulated tissue, which is the new, growing, um, healthy tissue in there, actually starting to come back. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Cat's gagging yeah. over here, <laughs> and I'm grinning. <laughs> <laughs> It just goes to show you, everyone has their niche, you know? Sarah, why are you not a wound care nurse? I don't know. I've just gotten too deep in cardiology now. I feel like I can't change. Yeah. Oh, man. Shelby, can you be an LVN wound care nurse? Yeah, so the the, the nurse that works at the skilled nursing facility where we're at right now is an LVN. Hmm. Cool. So... I think you can in skilled nursing. I think more in acute care, they they want RNs. Right. Since you're in LVN school right now, like educate us on like the, you know, the differences about kind of um, what an RN versus LVN can do. Let's say, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Like intervention wise, I guess. So um, there's, so far, we haven't learned of too many um, huge differences. Um, I, we can't do the actual care plan portion of a patient's care, so we can do, like, an assessment. We can do what we call data collection, um, you know, kind of like what the MAs do when you go to the doctor. They can get all the information from you, history, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as meds go, uh, we can we can't. The only thing we can't do is hang IV meds. 
Um, so we can hang IV fluids, but we can't hang IV meds. Um, so that's huh. kind of, you know, a big thing we have to um, have an RN do. Um, and then we also have to get a separate IV certification. So it's not built into our course here, at least. I don't know if it is um, in Santa Rosa at their program, but um, we have to get a separate IV certification to be able to start IVs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of, we can't really be management. Um, so the RN is really the case manager, um, in that sense is kind of where our, where our line is drawn. And then, so you can give things through an IV as long as it's just like fluids, but you can't give, and you could start IVs if you get the separate certification, but you can't give medications Mm -hmm. or anything except fluids in an IV. Is that correct? Yeah, so we can't push IV meds, um, and we can't hang IV meds, but um, we haven't. That's like, apparently that's towards the end of our course, so we haven't really talked much about it, except for the fact that, you know, learning all of the the laws around it and kind of that we can't do those two things with the IV. What what about the assessment portion? You were saying you can do the data collection and you, you mentioned assessment. Do you mean like listening to heart and lungs and, you know, feeling pulses and, and doing all the things that we would do in a head-to-toe assessment or or no? Is that not part of it? Yeah, so we, um, we're taught in, we started in the beginning of our program doing head-to-toe assessments on each other every day when we came in. Um, so we do complete head-to-toes, including ENT, um, you know, um, any kind of neurological checks, we learn how to do all of that. Um, but I think the biggest thing is transferring that information to a care plan, what we can't do. So we can't make up the actual plan of care with outcomes and goals and all that. Um, can I tell you something? That's probably one of my least favorite parts of being an RN is the care plan. It just feels like something you always are doing and you have to chart it to prove that you're thinking about these things and it just seems like a tedious task. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, it seems like we're, we're doing them just to get like the knowledge and kind of learn the process. Um, so we have like, we have a care plan like, every couple weeks um, that we do. And we get like a scenario and we can work through it. We have a computer program um, that we can work through and it kind of shows you all the way from admission to discharge. Um, So that's kind of helpful to just practice at least. I mean, I plan on going on and becoming an RN, but it'll be nice to have that knowledge when I go in, even though we can't do it now. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the more knowledge you have, definitely, the the more helpful. What made you choose the LVN route versus RN or any other route? Um, We, so I recently moved, it's about a little under a year ago, um, to a pretty small town um, in the middle of the desert. And uh, we have one college here. And they only have an LVN program. <clears throat> and I had all of my prerequisites except for one. And so I just took that prerequisite and applied. Um, so, and I got in. So that was, you know, I didn't know if I would get in on the first application or not. So I figured it's here in town. I might as well just go for it and then end up doing a, doing a bridge program later. 
Because the bridge programs are what, like a year long or a year and a half? I, the one that's closest to us, I think, is about a year. Um, and you just kind of end up jumping in with the RN students who started um, at the beginning of their program. So you kind of jump in at the end of their program and join them um, and just kind of finish out that. That makes sense because I think that one of the things I was hearing in our RN program was that some of the courses that LVNs don't get are the, you know, the capstone where you kind of, I don't even remember what capstone was. You have a project or research or something or. I don't um, remember doing a project or research, but it was like the um, large, uh, it was like the final or main clinical experience you had. I think you did most of your hours in it, right? Or I, I didn't do any specific projects for my capstone that I remember. It, mine was in um, cardiology, telemetry. Mm-hmm. cardiology <laughs> and I just remember it being they called it that but I didn't particularly know because it didn't feel like a different one it was just where I did most of my hours and I had instead of with a group of and a clinical instructor I was with my preceptor the mm-hmm. entire clinical I was assigned to one preceptor what was your what was your I, difference we had that too so I had um you know a preceptor that I would go to go work with by myself you know for a full 12 hours a day um not three days a week but I think just one day a week and then we had a class and I know we would review for the NCLEX test during the class and I can't remember what else we would do I feel like we had maybe a project but I'm not 100% sure because it's been so so many years <laughs> since I've been in nursing school <laughs> oh Sarah stop it hasn't been that long <laughs> <laughs> I also remember doing the class to prepare for the NCLEX, but I didn't know that was any, I thought just the clinical was like your capstone. I didn't know anything else had to do with it. I guess they didn't really define it well for us, but do you have anything like that for your LVN? Like, is there one semester where there's kind of a, a climax or is it just um, not like that? <laughs> Sarah, don't. I'm sorry. No. I can't help but giggle at anything pervy. All right. You guys know who I am. <laughs> How great so was your So each semester class? we kind of have a, like a project. Um, and then we also have um, two hours of community service each semester. Um, so we have like a client communication project this this semester. So we, you know, just pick one of the clients that we've been, that we've been rounding with and kind of sit down with them and ask them questions and, um, kind of get to know them. And that's like one of our, that's like our big project for this year or for the semester. Um, I'm not sure what the other semesters have in store, but so far I haven't heard of any, like, you know, like I, I know other people who have gone through RN programs have, you know, like their final, it's like a research paper with lots of references and all of that. Um, but I haven't heard of anything like that in our program yet. So that make, go ahead. <laughs> that makes sense. Cause I actually remember thinking back that I was living one semester at a time and I didn't necessarily <laughs> get a good picture of what was coming next. I, you're just trying to survive each semester, each class, each clinical, and just get through whatever assignments you had without dying and 
falling apart. So you got to finish med surge one so you can get to med surge two. <laughs> Mine was all in one. I didn't have two. It was like a one. Huh. You had two classes. Mm-hmm. It was one semester. I think and that's then the other. common. Yeah. Um, well, what are your um, job prospects? I know it's, you know, still have a, a year or so to go, but what are you, you know, thinking that you'll do when you graduate? You know, it's hard to say just because thinking, going into this, thinking that I didn't like things and already finding things that I liked. Um, I love home care. I love being able to bounce around and see lots of people in a day. Um, you know, especially in Sonoma County, there's a lot of home care agencies, whereas here we have one and it's through the hospital. Um, so it's not as big of a presence here. But, um, you know, there's lots of little outlying kind of towns that I may end up trying to go into home care. But I never, you never know. (laughs) Things could change in two weeks. So (laughs) That's true. I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I graduated. And even then I wasn't really sure. And even then I went the wrong route first. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I went to oncology first and then it was not right for me. Just the wrong for you, not the wrong route. Right, wrong for me, totally. Yeah. I know. I feel like I went into it to be, uh, you know, work with pregnancy and maternity and family and ended up, you know, I've been in cardiology now for a while and I kind of feel the same where I'm like, well, I've gotten this far. I kind of don't want to waste my time doing something else because I've put so much time into this. So you never know where you'll end up. And I'm really excited to see kind of what you do and hear about more of your experiences. Maybe we can uh, have you on again and and touch base later on, like when you're closer to graduating, kind of see how everything's going and your experiences. Yeah, of course. I'd be happy to. Well, good luck in your program, Shelby. And thanks for um, also being a listener and, and, um, you know, participating in our community. And I was reminding Kat about the, the <laughs> abscess story that you wrote in earlier, and I love uh, of abscesses. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind me bringing that up. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed my story. It was so fantastic for me. <laughs> maybe that's what sparked the whole uh passion you didn't know you had for wound care (laughs) right (laughs) well thanks so much shelby for coming it was so nice to talk to you give your baby and hubs a a hug and kiss from me and and me too why not i know we've never met but sure i like hugs and kisses (laughs) (laughs) and cheers to us nurses Thanks for having me, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to. All right. Bye, Shelby. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Okay, bye. Well, that was fun. So we got to learn a little bit about the differences between LVNs and RNs. It's not that much. Yeah. Um... I, I think the main differences is my opinion, never have gone to LVN school, obviously, is we learn a lot about management, how to move up in the world of nursing. Mm-hmm. They kind of gear, at least my school did, you know, we talked to us a lot about that and big projects and not just like these are the skills, this is the patient you're taking care of. It was more kind of a really big picture type thing, take on community health problems or stuff like that. I I feel like that was a 
big difference. Yeah, that's true. Now that you, you know, mentioned that, I do remember things like that in my program as well. And just kind of also things like you could be a clinical nurse specialist, you could be a clinical educator, you know, um, or you could, um, you know, also just cultural changes in your workplace, focusing on being a change maker. And um, so kind of maybe that's not management so much, but just, yeah, looking at more of the broad picture of work culture and things like that. You said change maker. And that's, I think more what I meant than management. Like they really focused on, you can make a change, see what's wrong. Like you can make a really big difference. Mm -hmm. You have the power to move up and do what you want. I don't know. Um, but that was really neat. I, I didn't, I've never really spoken to anyone that's in school Mm-hmm. for LVN just kind of after and they don't remember much at that point. I, I work know. with an LVN, but I don't know. We all just block it out as soon as we're done. <laughs> it's a really traumatic experience, but I'm excited to touch base with her again and see how it's going and maybe what job prospects. I think that's the other part that's kind of limiting as an LVN because mm-hmm. most places want someone who can kind of do you know, the big umbrella Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'd be curious to talk to her in her last semester of school when they probably have started to hone in on more of what are your job prospects and and maybe she's even started thinking about specific places she wants to apply and right. just to see what what that sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing she'll probably graduate, work as an LVN, and then go to schools and RN. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. how exciting! Woo. Go Shelby. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we are just going to continue enjoying this glass or bottle of Pinot Noir, and then you can catch us on Petite Syrah. Petite Syrah. It's a little extra you don't want to miss because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, so don't forget to oh. check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Whining W Nurses, or you can email us at www.nurses. At gmail.com. Oh, yeah, at gmail. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Whining with nurses.